Hey guys, we are Bad Moms in Business. I'm Bridget Robertson. I'm Amanda Sharp. And I'm Danielle Monahan. Hello and welcome back to Bad Moms in Business, the podcast. My name is Bridget Robertson. I'm Amanda Sharp. I'm Danielle Monahan. So we are so excited to be back this week. I have to tell you that the the podcast is something, it's like the highlight of my week. I don't know if you guys yes. feel that. So true. It is something I look forward to every single week. I love it. She's rock pig at first is rain about it. <laughs> She's like, it's my favorite. <laughs> I always lose at that. Always. I'm never, I just, I don't know, whatever. No, it is one of my favorites as well. And it's a non-negotiable on my calendar. Short of me puking my guts out and not being able to crawl to a computer screen, I'm going to show up. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been, uh, I think, especially for you guys, because you guys do so much of the technical stuff. I feel like I'm just the talent here. I just show up. Um, <laughs> Listen, we can't, we can't carry that kind of um, uh, humorous... I don't know, personality, whatever. I screwed that up, but you get it. Like, I don't have an ounce of not that the funny Bridget. One, you know, I, I can't be funny like that. My brain just doesn't. I'll tell you in a week something that <laughs> would be funny, but I can't tell you right now what would have been funny. You know, that's how I work. Well, I, I just want to give credit where it's due because I think um, as, as fun as this is, it's also a ton of work, yes. but it's a lot more work on your plates than it is mine. So, um, so A, I'm sorry. And B, thank you so much. And C, if you are a listener or a watcher of this program and you enjoy it, you have Amanda and Danielle to thank. And <laughs> She is totally lying. I I'm do not. think you bring up a really good point about the amount of work though. I mean, yes, this is like our therapy coffee dates mm -hmm. with one another. And so it's very mm -hmm. therapeutic to us, but there is a lot of work that goes behind the scenes. And we do that because we very really do feel like these messages, our conversations are helpful for people. So please let us know that it is worth our effort. <laughs> Because well, because you, you don't think of all of the stuff that goes behind the production of making a podcast until you actually start to do it. And you're like, wow, it's not as simple as just sitting down and recording. It's, there's a lot of moving parts. Absolutely. Yeah. This is the funnest yeah. part of the moving parts. For yeah, sure. exactly. I love it though. And I'm so grateful I get to do it with you too. Yeah. Me too. So let's so, tell us what we're talking about today. Yeah. So today we are talking about the ever-present mom guilt. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we want to just jump into it. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys want to start? Do you want me to start? See, this is something that we should probably talk about. This is all part of going into like the work that goes into a podcast. Well, I think it's funny. I don't know if a lot of people realize the order in which we do things always goes from Bridget to Amanda to myself just to kind of stay in that BAD. And I think it kind of goes back to the fact that like none of us want to step on each other's toes and be like, well, I'm going to go first and I'm going to do this and you're going to do that. And so we're all just like, let's just follow the, <laughs> follow the trend that we do. Well, even as simple as the intros, it's like, no, 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 Bridget, you get to do it this week. No, 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 you get to. Like we do want everyone, like the others to be out there even before exactly. themselves. So it's super exactly. fun. 
I love it. Um, I think let's just start with the order that we always usually agree to. Bridget, go. You're you're it. Okay. <laughs> um, so I know that I've touched on this a couple times, I think, um, but my biggest source right now, the most um, obvious source of mom guilt for me is having my kids home and not face-to-face learning. Um, I originally had put them into a situation that I thought was going to benefit all of us. And I'm so thankful that we had that opportunity. I'm so thankful that I had a a couple of months uh, with them in a situation where they were getting socialization while also doing school. But it was not beneficial to, especially to Aaron. He really, really struggled with it. And once we finally decided to put them back face to face, our district closed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, our district closed and the, the place that they were going to also closed based on the new COVID restrictions. So now they're just home with me. Um, and I wish I would have at least had them face to face for a little while at uh, the beginning of the year because it's been really, really hard for Aaron, I think. And so I, I feel a lot of guilt um, because I, I feel like I made, a, made the decision that I thought was best for them. But if I'm being completely honest, I made it because it was best for me because I knew it would give me freedom. Which so, I mean, that sucks. That's, uh, that's the truth of the matter. But also I don't really consider that being selfish because when, when you're able to do the things that you are able to do freely, then you are making money. You are bringing home food for your family. You are, you know, less stressed and stuff. So, I mean, really it's better for everybody in the end. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I, uh, it just I sucks like probably have situation. It just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. It's the worst. And I think it's so important that you you throw this out there as one of your mom guilt because I know, I mean, how many of our viewers are going through the exact same thing as you and they base decisions on what's best for their kids, but also what worked best for the family. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same situation. So I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think a lot of people are going to like truly feel that in their being um, because you were trying to do what was best for the kids too, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I did think a they they love the person that they were with, the family that they were with, and that was a win win. And we did have a conversation. I didn't just unilaterally make the decision. Oh yeah, I, you know, I asked them what they wanted to do. That's what they wanted to do. Um, I just, I guess, I wish I would have thought it through a little bit more. Um, I think you also, and I don't want to just put words in your mouth, but I do think you based a lot of your decision on how it went down in the spring. And so at the mm-hmm. time, I feel like your your feeling going into the fall was very validated. I feel like it that would have been the solution for spring. In this fall, just it's turned into a whole different ballgame for everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah. give yourself some grace with that because I really do think, you know, with the data you had, you made a really solid decision. Yeah, I I tried to. I did. I did try to. And so I, I do find some comfort in, in that aspect of it. But yeah, that's, that's the one I'm struggling with right now the most. What about you, Amanda? Um, don't come after me, people. And the next round, because we're going to go at least two rounds, right? I want to choose my rounds carefully. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I might get kicked off the island again. Um, <laughs> let's all remember the Thanksgiving <laughs> madness bracket the dreaded game of 2020. So bad. Um, this is going to sound awful, but it also has to go with my style of parenting. So please don't come after me. Please don't judge me. Please don't hate me, Bridget. Please don't shoot me daggers that I drop down dead through Zoom. Um, I, because of my parenting style and how hard I try to make the world perfect, like I have to say like most days I don't struggle with mom guilt. <sighs> but I mean, but you wouldn't even believe the internal preparation that goes into making that happen. My whole mm-hmm. life is like a game of chess when it comes to things like that. And I've been so specific and so, I mean, um, systematic and any other word that means that with every piece of the puzzle that I've moved, mm-hmm. that it's allowed me to kind of get to that position, even when Owen was younger. Um, so like today, I don't have it tomorrow's a new day. So who knows what will come my way? I'm smart enough to at least hear that. And I have to throw in there too, Owen is almost 14, totally throws in a whole different situation of the mom guilt. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, I'm struggling with, I shouldn't say struggling with school, but like we're doing the completely virtual school and you think you're doing the right thing and you hope that it's right and yada, yada, yada. But anything Lincoln learning goes away, (laughs) man, screwed. (laughs) Right? I mean, they're just close their doors. And then it would be the same situation that I did what I thought was best. And now that's not available to me anymore. So we're all just one thing away from that's our world, and, you know, shifted Danielle. Yeah. So I had a whole list. I mean, I could, I could go on and on about mom guilt and just guilt in general. Um, but my biggest one is the whole like work life, mom life balance. I feel like um, before I had Watson, for those of you that don't know, I have a 19 month old before I had him. I am a, you know, a workaholic. I will, (laughs) I would, I would, you know, have everybody believe that because it's so true. That is who I am. And so I, when I'm working, I'm feeling guilty for not spending time with him. When I'm spending time with him, I have the reverse of that. And I have guilt that I'm not actually working. It's I catch 22. I feel like I don't, I'm not spending enough And it's something I've been working on, but I don't feel like when I'm with him, like I'm not present enough because I'm constantly thinking of other things. So I've been taking steps in my life to kind of tweak those things and kind of think about my life as a little bit of a chessboard, Amanda, but to try to make sure that I have things out of my brain as far as work goes and know that I have time dedicated to doing those things when I don't have to be with him or when I'm spending time with him or spending playtime and stuff. But that's been hands down my number one struggle since becoming a mom. Mm. I, I'd like to add just for, for anyone listening and for you, Danielle, I feel like, and Amanda, you touched on it a little bit, the older they get, the less opportunity maybe there is for guilt. But when you have a newborn and a toddler, yes, Am I going to breast or bottle feed? Am I going to swaddle or not swaddle? Am I pacify or no pacify or sleep with us, sleep in a crib? Like it is endless. It is. It it doesn't matter what choice you make. 50% of the population is going to think you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I would say, first of all, and Amanda can attest to this, uh, Watson's the smartest baby I've ever met in my life. (laughs) 
He's famous on TikTok too. Now, I'm just saying. Yeah, first of all, he hasn't went to his head yet, but it's about to. We've we've been sheltering him from it a little bit, but literally, it's so crazy. I don't know. I love that. I just had to mention that. I apologize. He's not even two years old, and he will sit after this podcast on video with us and tell us all the colors of the rainbow. He can count to to what number? Like 15 or something crazy? My age. (laughs) (laughs) And he's not even two. Mm -hmm. So you're obviously doing something right. And we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to make decisions where we think, if if only I would have done the other thing, maybe Mm -hmm. things would have played out differently. But at the end of the day, please, Watson's like a the most amazing kid I've ever met. I just love him so much. It's like, am I loving him too much? Am I, you know, am I smothering him too much? Am I spending enough time with him? It's. I can say I, and anyone can come at me for this and that's all right. I don't think you can love a child too much. Can you smother them too much? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Owen, (laughs) I smothered the poor child. (laughs) There is a difference. And I've had to learn to. A thousand. But. I don't think you can love a child too much. So you, he's so squishy. <laughs> I love him so much. Before we go to round two, can I just say I've never had a laundry basket in the back of our podcast before. Oh, I didn't even I notice it. Did not even. Either. And anyone who would like to look and notice, because that's the last time you'll ever see a man do laundry. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> I just keep it in the basement and hide it and try to buy new clothes for my family. <laughs> I love laundry. That's oh my god, I know, weird. I know. If it wasn't COVID, I'd be bartering services with you right now. I'd be like, can you come and bring Watson, and I'll play with him, and you can do my laundry. <laughs> hey, if, if if somebody would cook for me, mm-hmm. I would do just about any other chore under the sun. You want me to wash your toilets? You cook for me. Done. Mm-hmm. Gotta mm-hmm. agree. Gotta agree. I'm sorry to take us off. I just noticed that, and I was like, oh how tacky. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even notice. It's fine. Bridget, round two of mom guilt. Dun, dun, dun. So honestly, this one is super embarrassing is not even the right word for it. Um, I can't think of what the word would be. Yeah. I'm intrigued now. I know. I'm like. Um, I struggle with anxiety super bad. And I know that that is not that's something that I think everyone has some sort of anxious mind or anxious no. behavior. I don't, I don't know that people do. I also struggle with it, but I didn't think that, I don't know. I feel, I've always thought the same thing, but the more I talk to people, the more I'm realizing, I don't know if it's a woman thing or what, but like, I don't think there's as many people who actually suffer with it the way that it seems like we do that, you know, it, that you would believe. That's fair. That's fair. I just, I feel like it's something that um, anytime you say, oh my gosh, I, I have anxiety over that, you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, me too. I'm so anxious all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been medicated for it. Um, I'm not currently medicated for it, such as life. Um, probably need to get back on that. But I, and I am ashamed, ashamed. That's the word. Not mm-hmm. embarrassed, ashamed. Um, I'm a slapper. Just, a lot of the time, I'm not ashamed that I'm that I have oh. anxiety, okay, um, at all, because I think it's important to talk about it. Yes. Um, 
But what I am ashamed of is the way it manifests itself. Mm. So like when the kids were little and I would hear one of them like fall out of a chair or like they would fall down and they would cry. My anxiety manifests as anger. And it's just my immediate gut reaction is to turn around and like, like, because I'm just so nervous and scared. I don't know. I can't, I can't explain it well. Um, but I will never forget the time Aaron fell out of a chair after I had told him over and over and over again, you're going to fall. You are going to fall. Sit still. You are going to fall. Then he falls and he starts crying. And I immediately am worried like, oh my gosh, he, he cracked his head open. He broke his neck, whatever. And I turn and like in anger because that's just how it happens in me. And he like did one of these, like I was going to slap him, which I would like to say, I don't slap my children. (laughs) But he, he had like a visceral reaction, like, oh gosh, she's mad. And in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm teaching my kids that when they get, when they get hurt, I'm mad and I'm not mad. I'm terrified. It just comes out as anger. Does that make sense to anyone? It it makes 100% sense. And here's the credit that I want to give you is that you realize that in yourself. How many people go through life having manifestations from, you know, either maybe it is from stress, maybe it's from anxiety, maybe it's from happiness, sadness, depression, anything, but they're not realizing the pattern that they're in. How amazing Mm -hmm. is it of you to realize and see that in yourself? That's the only way that you can work on things. Is by owning up to it and being honest. That's true. And I I do have to say that my kids no longer like (laughs) react like startled anytime they get hurt, which is great because that shows that I have worked on it. Yeah. Um, Because I will never forget that, that moment when I, when I turned around and he immediately knew like, oh man, she's mad. Mm -hmm. And truly wasn't, I was terrified. It's just sad. It's really sad. And I think about it a lot. The only thing I can think of is like the whole time we're saying this, I'm like, that was just the previous generation's parenting style too. So maybe they all suffered from anxiety because how many times do you see it referenced in a movie? You're going to do that again next time? Next time you're going to listen to me. There's like zero react. Like it was almost like a mean response to somebody's injury. I mean, you see that all of the time. So go easy on yourself. And I'm almost positive because my dad had mental health issues. He suffered with debilitating anxiety and depression. And I, we've talked about my childhood. We don't need to do it anymore, but I am almost positive that his manifested the same way. And so that's why I had so many issues with him is because I am him and Mm -hmm. I am, I have worked really hard to not be that, but it's, it's wow. still there and I can still feel it in myself. Sometimes I'm like short and I'm snappy and snappy is not the right word. <laughs> sassy. <laughs> I think that's, you know, what's really interesting is I saw TikTok. <laughs> oh, here oh, we go. TikTok. I saw it after this happened because we were doing I've stressed many times Owen's worst subject is math. So if we skip any subject for the day, it's going to be math. Because we know the good days to do math, the bad days to do math. The way we do school, we can do 10 lessons on a Sunday in math. So we have that flexibility. There was one day, though, that I wasn't in the mood to do math. And I was very short with him. And I just was not like – 
my normal self. And I finally was like, stop, like we just have to stop. And I was not very nice about it. And so I honestly, um, like I could assess that in like an hour later, I went upstairs and I said, Oh, and you know, I was not in the mood to do math. And so we should have not even done it. I'm so sorry. I was mm-hmm. that short with you about it. And yeah. I did that. And I think there was something, I just did it because I knew that I needed to, but then I saw a TikTok about how like so many people parent that their, their parenting is never the wrong. It's mm-hmm. their bad mood is acceptable. Their, their say is the say where at the end of the day, sometimes it, it is the wrong thing though. For sure. And yeah. I really love that. I saw that because that put into words what I had felt that day and did because that was unfair to Owen. Like I just wasn't in the mood to do math. You know, and so here I'm so receptive to his moods and I make his world kind of perfect. And I didn't even assess mine if I was in the mood that day. And so moving forward, I'm going, no, I'm going to give myself the grace that if I'm not in the mood to do that, it's going to not get done and we'll do it on a better day. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, that is one of the things that I have learned to do. And I've been doing it for several years now is apologizing when I know that I have done something that is. Yes not okay. And again, I'm not out beating my children or screaming no, at them. But, no. but if I have said something out of anger or we acted out of anger because of, because I'm anxious, because I'm nervous, um, always, most of the time. <laughs> I, yeah. Right. I, that's why I don't want to say always, but the majority of the time I go back and I say, you know what? I was in a really bad mood. I was really nervous about whatever that was. That really scared me. I should not have reacted that way. And I'm really sorry. Um, And it's always received well. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, how many times can you apologize for the same thing over and over and over again um, before you need to just, you know, like fix yourself? (laughs) So that everybody needs to work on, you know, can I have a, can I go off on one quick side note because of something that you said, Bridget was didn't want to say always I, you guys can't see it, but I have a wipe off board like right there on my wall. And I have a quote wrote down on there that my husband told me about, I can't remember who said it, but it said, limit your always and your nevers. And I love that. Isn't that so great? Like we're not, we're not perfect. I'm never going to say, I'm never going to say that I'm never going to do something. I'm not going to say that I always do something, you know, we're not perfect human beings. Yeah, absolutely. Like I always try to be a perfect mom, but I can't, perfection is not real. No, Mm -hmm. it's not. But I strive for it very hard. I think striving is healthy. Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) Leo, I don't know what that means. (laughs) I feel like I kind of like went on a tangent off of your tangent. So I feel like Danielle, it's your turn. Oh, okay. So my second one, go ahead. I have have a little list down here because I didn't want to say anything that anybody else said, but my next big one is meals. I know we've talked about this at length before, so I won't get into it, but it's like, am I feeding my child enough? Is he eating enough vegetables? Is he eating enough fruits? Like, you know, all of, all of that stuff. And He's a, we, it's a cycle. Some mm-hmm. days he eats fantastic and he'll eat anything I put in front of him. And some days mm-hmm. he wants nothing but crackers. And so I, I struggle with knowing and, and trusting myself that like, he's getting enough food. It's fine. If you eat pizza twice in a week, it's not the end of the world. It'll be fine. We're busy people. And like I said, I'm looking for a cook. So <laughs> <laughs> 
I clean your toilets. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Aaron is the pickiest eater in the entire world and it has been such a struggle. Um, and I have relieved myself of that guilt because there have been so many times where I have sat at Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or some important event and Aaron will not eat what is in front of him. And in my head, I'm like, all of these people are looking at me like I'm the worst mom in the world because I'm going to let him eat peanut butter and jelly while everyone else is eating whatever. And at the end of the day, he's not a serial killer. Nope. He's not. (laughs) Sorry for that. (laughs) You know what I mean though? Like he's sitting down, he's eating, he's with the family, he's engaged, but he's eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I have got to let go of this because I have tried everything with him everything and nothing works. And can I ask Bridget? And I think I know your answer, but was this easier to let go the older he got? Because obviously he can understand consequences. Yeah. You know, it it does get easier. It does because it's so weird because when he was a baby, he would eat anything I put in front of him, Mm. anything. And then I am not kidding. He woke up on his second birthday and he was like, what's that? I don't eat that. Oh, me? Oh, I don't eat that. I'm like, but you ate it yesterday. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't eat that anymore. Aaron is the sweetest. He is so sweet too. So that just cracks me up that he has an independent mind about the food that he likes. And um, I appreciate that though because there's look at Danielle. She's our little picky eater over there. Oh yeah. And so like I think it's exciting when they can start expressing what they like and what they don't like. Mm -hmm. I think it's It's exciting. It's a, it's exciting, except when it's five things and that's all he wants to eat are those five things. It's like, this is my fear. I, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie to you. It is hard. And it, I think the hardest part is the judgment from other people because it is so there. And I was one of those people. I was one of those people who would say, my kid is going to eat whatever I put in front of him. I am not making two meals. And boy, did I get that handed back. Famous to me. <laughs> last words of so many mothers. Um, no joke. Although he's almost 10 now. So if he's not eating what I've made, you may make yourself something, but I am not catering to you. I love Here it. Here we go again with the I'm not a helicopter mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there one day. One day I will get there. We'll see. Watson's 19 months old. You can't do anything about that. Aaron's <laughs> almost 10. <laughs> <sighs> one day. One day. I love it. I love it. Um, Bridget, are you on for your next one? I think you piggyback. No, I, I feel like I just talked and talked and talked. So go ahead, Amanda. Well, this one's kind of lengthy, but this is by far my biggest parenting fail of my life. And y'all might laugh at me and Danielle you will know the story. You, you will laugh at her. You will laugh. And this might be the only episode I cry during. <laughs> You guys know I'm still so emotionally upset about this. So Owen wears glasses and he's so cute in them. And we go every single year because being able to see is super important to me. I feel like that is huge. And while he wasn't in school this year and he didn't need that precision, I still wanted his right prescription on his eyeballs because Marcus needs glasses and I want Owen to be able to see. So we went to the eye doctor, his, you know, as it does almost every year, it changes. We get them ordered. We go to pick them up and he's like, they don't feel right. And the lady's like, we'll give them a try. We try them for a couple days, like, but not like 
hardcore. I even asked them, mm-hmm. hey, how long does it take to get used to glasses? And Bridget even said, you know, my last pair, it took a long time for me to get used to because they, it was such a different prescription or whatnot. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So we, I finally take them. I call because I actually get a bill that shouldn't have been a bill. And so why I'm calling to fix that, I'm like, listen, his glasses, he's just not wearing them. He says they don't feel right. And uh, the lady is like, oh, well, why don't you come in? We'll, we'll check them. Maybe we need to take them down a little bit because his pr- prescription went up, went back in. They're like, okay, well, we'll take them down a notch. So they take his glasses we were given. They are going to replace the lens by taking it down like a prescription or a quarter as they were referring mm-hmm. to it. <laughs> we go to pick them up because they come in, go to pick them up. Owen puts them on and he's like, they feel the same and they just don't feel right. And the girl's like, we went down a notch. Like if we go any lower, it's like what he currently has, blah, blah, blah. She's like, please just give it the weekend. If they don't work by Monday, call me, but make sure he wears them Saturday and Sunday and Monday until like we talk again. So I'm forcing this kid to wear them. The first time I didn't, but this time they're like, no, you know, it's fine. He has to get used to them because they're the new revised version. So he's like, no, they don't feel good. I'm giving him ibuprofen like every eight hours because he has a headache. He, he says, my eyes feel like they're bleeding, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, you got to wear them. So finally on Tuesday, I get a call from the eye doctor after making my child wear said glasses all weekend long. <sighs> Owen's new prescriptions then. When would you like to pick them up? And I was like, what prescription? Well, his, his adjusted lenses. Then what the F? Is on his head. <laughs> what, Amanda? <laughs> I didn't say that. I know, but, but I'm still, still angry. <laughs> so Guys, I immediately does not say off like- of my child's eyes and say, "Please put on your old ones," because I'm going, "Oh my gosh!" I just literally was making my child's eyes bleed for the last three days. I'm furious. So we go in to the because I say he needs a whole new examination. We're starting from scratch again. I go back in. I'm like, I need you to read the glasses he has and tell me what he has on his head. You guys, it wasn't just his new prescription. Oh, no. And it wasn't his new altered prescription. Oh, no, no, no. They were someone else's prescription all together. I made my child for three days wear someone else's glasses. I could cry and I'm going to giggle a little because I'm going to try not to cry during the giggle. They were clearly upset because they're like, we don't know how this happened. We are supposed to read them every single time before we hand them. So not just did one person drop the ball, several people dropped the ball on my child. And my biggest guilt from all of that is my son knows his eyes. My son has always known his body. And for three days, I forgot that because I listened to a doctor over him. And while doctors (laughs) know what they're doing, mistakes and errors still can happen. Mm -hmm. And so my biggest mom guilt is my son does know himself and I ignored that. And I don't think I damaged his eyes, but imagine wearing someone else's glasses for three days. I can't even put a pair of glasses on my head without wanting to throw up. And here I made him wear too strong of a prescription for three days. That'll go down. Like on my deathbed, I still will be apologizing for that. 
I can't even, you can't even tell me anything that will make it better. <laughs> you just We're going to try though. You We're just gonna try. Let me tell you this. I have two things to say. <clears throat> First of all, children are dramatic. I have one right now <laughs> who, who has an expander in his mouth. And he will, he will go all day. Everything's fine. Nothing hurts. He's not complaining. Come nighttime, he's like, I need Tylenol. I need water. My mouth hurts so bad. I just can't go to sleep. His mouth is not raw. Nothing is poking. But it's just like, and I, I believe him. I give him the Tylenol. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But my instinct in your position, Amanda, would have been the same one. Because sometimes it does take time to adjust yeah. to your new glasses. And I don't wear it, glasses. So I assume right. that that was normal. Mm-hmm. And, and as someone who wears glasses, as, as someone who just got a new prescription, and had a headache for a couple of days, and my eyes felt weird for a couple of days, I would have just said, dude, this is part of it. I know it stinks. Here's some, like, I would have done the exact same thing. And I wear glasses. So. I, I wore glasses for, I don't know, 100 years. I had LASIK 12 years ago, something like that. 13, 13 years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I actually had, I was given the wrong prescription. I think I told you about that when all of this was happening. I was given the wrong prescription one time in my life. It was just an error. Who knows? Anyways, where I was given too strong of a prescription as well. Speaking from experience, I was not 13. I was probably 17, 18 when it happened. It, you know, was it very uncomfortable? I powered through for about a week and a half, two weeks, I think, oh. before I was like, something's wrong here. Something's just not right. And that's when I went back in, but I recovered. My eyes did not get worse from it and I was completely fine. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a difference between having a wrong prescription, having somebody else's prescription. You don't know really what the difference was in those prescriptions. So there's varying degrees to everything. So take it with a grain of salt, but for sure, you did what you thought was the best because you were being told by medical professionals that this is what you were supposed to do. You cannot take the blame for that. And it Agreed. made me go, oh my gosh, anytime I've given him a prescription, I've trusted what's in that bottle is well, what yes. is correct. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm trying to give myself grace on that at the end of the day, Owen isn't dramatic. He really, I, I He's your child. Him. Let's get serious. But Come on. He's so <laughs> not me though when it comes to that kind of stuff though. Like he's very put together and he's non-reactive to things. So even though he's my son, but he, he just, I mean, at a young age, he knew what to put in his body and what not to, if he would have gotten the flu at two, he would have known what didn't sound right. What did sound right. And the, what sounded right was always what would be medically acceptable to treat somebody who was sick. He has a very interesting, you know, um, monitor of his body. So I should have known, I should have known. So never again. I'm going to have two people read every pair of glasses that he gets before I put them on his head. Well, that's all you can do. You've yep. learned. You've learned. New level of helicopter mom coming at you now. Amanda 4.0. <laughs> Not just 2.0, 4.0. Oh, man. <laughs> but again, on my deathbed. Tell Owen I'm sorry about the glasses of 2020. But such is this year. You know, yeah, we've all been given the wrong prescription this year. <laughs> no kidding. No, kidding. no, no kidding. kidding. That's a really good, accurate statement of 2020. 
You know what's going to be so interesting is looking back at the Facebook memories like in five years and seeing like our mind frames, what we were doing, what we were thinking, what we looked like um, just throughout this year. And that's one thing I'm super grateful for Facebook is that those memories are constantly in your face and it makes me take like a walk down memory lane. It always makes me smile. I know, me too. But I don't know if 2020 will make me smile. (laughs) You know what? I think it will make us smile. It will remind us that hopefully we're in a better place and a better year. (laughs) For sure. Danielle, did you want to throw in a a third mom guilt? I could throw in like 90, so I'll probably just stop here. (laughs) So I guess we should ask our viewers, are you a Bridget level mom guilter? Mm -hmm. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Um, That you, I think, I don't know that you have, like, I think you have unique mom guilt. But, like, you're not guilty about, like, the food, the – you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel I like – I used to be. I used to be. You've overcome so Yeah, much. yeah. I think like, you're, you're a reasonable mom guilt person. Like, you don't put everything on the mom guilt plate. I think you can uh-uh. decipher it really well. I need to be more like that. Um, I'll – I'm just kidding. <laughs> So for $5.99, Bridget's going to release her course on mom guilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's called like Bridget, don't make me slap you. It's <laughs> such a good one. I love that so That's much. That's all that'll be in it. It'll be people, like that daily affor- affirmation. Is that the right word? Affirmation? Yeah. Affirmation. Okay. yeah. People who don't know that story are like, what? <laughs> What's happening? That's too good though. But I'm pretty sure the the don't make me slap you originated from the glasses story, didn't it? Pretty positive. <laughs> you know what? Oh my gosh, it all just came full circle, guys. Yes. Yes, because okay. Gather around. Before this podcast started, we had conversations like this. We we would be talking about this kind of stuff. And Amanda comes in and she's like the whole thing. You're not going to believe it. I'm going to cry. I'm the worst. My child will never see again. Like this whole thing. And I'm listening to this story and I'm listening. And finally I was like, you need to stop it. Do not make me slap you. And ever since then, do not make me slap you. has <laughs> become my mantra. Like our, our, our motto as a whole. And it's, it just really is a good reminder though. It slaps us out of Mm-hmm. We're so focused on, and I should add, um, I went upstairs after I found out that they were the wrong glasses and I apologized to Owen and I bought him like a hundred dollars in PlayStation stuff. So just saying, <laughs> so <laughs> you yeah. are such a level, like I will <laughs> never, I will never get there. Never. <laughs> There's Bridget mom guilt level. There's Amanda who pays their child for their errors. <laughs> and then Danielle, what kind of level would you say you're at? Well, somewhere in between you guys. I don't even know. I'm, I'm way off in left field from you guys. I don't know. <laughs> in some ways, I feel like I need to, to tame the mom guilt. And in some ways, I'm like, you're not guilty enough. You're not paying your child. You don't feel guilty enough. That's your quotable for this week. You're not guilty enough. <laughs> Uh uh-uh. uh. So mine can be I pay my child for the guilt. And then Danielle's is like, I'm not guilty enough. And Bridget, what enough. should yours be? 
Don't make me slap you. Mm -hmm. Make me slap you guilt. I like it. That's us in a nutshell. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my jaw hurts from laughing. This was good my for my soul. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm still not over the eyeglasses, but I do feel better. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm taking notes. Sorry. I see she's very diligently taking notes. She I'm going to get a talking to after this podcast. <laughs> Writing very furiously for those of you that are just listening. She's like looking down, writing so furiously right now. Look at her eyebrows are all raised, like, ooh, Amanda's getting an F. Amanda's getting an F. Wait, two sided. With a double sided sticky note, I'm really in trouble now. Yep. Detention. Oh, listen, if you take anything from this, take this. We all have some level level of mom guilt. Some of us, some of those levels are absolutely insane, Amanda. And <laughs> some of them are reasonable. Me. Um, <laughs> some of us fall in between. Yeah. No, what, really what I mean, what I want to say is um, we all struggle with it for sure. I don't think there's a single mom out there who hasn't felt guilty over something at one time or another, mm -hmm. you know, throughout their children's lives. So you're not alone in it. But I think just as you've heard all of the things that we have talked about and you probably can have talking points for each of us. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Amanda, don't be so ridiculous. Bridget, but you're working on that. Danielle, but he's a toddler. Mm -hmm. um, we would have the same line of reasoning for you as well with whatever it is you're struggling with. Because Great. at the end of the day, if your child's fed and you're not like a crack addict, I think, I think you're doing okay. And even if you are a crack addict, honestly, I've got love for you. It's yep. fine. We're all just doing the best that we can here. That's true. Yes. Yeah, we really are. And it's 2020 is really awful. We're almost done, guys. Really awful. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We are almost there. A few days. Just a couple weeks. Just a couple weeks. So close. So close. So, Bridget, what should our um, takeaway from this be this week that, you know, be guilty. <laughs> Look at your face. Be guilty. Own the guilt. <laughs> Slap people. I, mean. I, I don't know because I, I think this is a, a serious topic and I do think it's something that people really struggle with seriously. Um, so I think it's just to, to be okay with knowing that it's reasonable to feel I guilty like about stuff. Maybe just be okay. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's reasonable and it's something we all come up against mm -hmm. for sure. I like it. And remember to be kind to yourself. <laughs> That's taking one from a couple weeks ago, yeah. but nice. be kind to yourself about the guilt because okay. what seems huge to you might be a laughable moment as they're laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> to others. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes the big deal really in, you know, the, the world is not so bad. No. And these are all just such small moments in the grand mm -hmm. scheme of things. 
I don't know. One thing I was going to bring up too, um, especially Danielle, when you were talking about work-life balance, am I, am I spending enough time working? Am I spending enough time with Watson? There was a study. I heard it on a podcast, so I can't exactly quote where the study came from. <laughs> um, but Dax Shepard read somewhere that working moms of this uh, generation spend more time with their kids than 50s housewives did. Like more quality time. I would, and maybe not even quality time. I Just time. I, I think time in general. I would believe that. I truly would because you look at, and I don't want to say I want to reference movies all the time, but movies definitely are reflective of the period that they were filmed in, right? Sure. And I mean, you do see that in the movies, like children did their own thing. I never thought about, that actually makes me feel better. I never thought about that before. Especially yeah. when they pass that toddler stage. I would, wouldn't you say like maybe five and up, Bridget, is probably mm-hmm. that, that time. Um, good point. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'll have to. I know. <laughs> I'll have to find the actual article that he references. Um, yeah, maybe we can link to it. Yeah, but if you think about it, I mean, a lot of those housewives—I shouldn't say a lot—but um, just based off of you know, like Mad Men, for example, yeah. they had nannies come in and take the mm-hmm. kids out for the day so the mom could do laundry and cook dinner and you know smoke cigarettes in front of the television mm-hmm. um it was just a different life oh, look at amanda pulled out her pencil <laughs> never smoked a day in my life can i tell a quick story about me smoking mm-hmm. that i i never have smoked a day in my life but in fifth grade my friend brought a cigarette and an altoid case to school <laughs> and i put it in my mouth like I do this with my stupid pencil. And I lost sleep for three days because I felt so guilty. I put a stupid non-lit cigarette in my mouth. And I thought my mom would be so disappointed. Oh now, my gosh, that's I ridiculous. can't remember. But one time of my mom actually disciplining me like physically with a spanking and I deserved it. I rode down the road naked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a whole different podcast. Um, <laughs> I was very young, just saying. Um, <laughs> but that showed, like, how much I didn't – my mom did such a good job, like, raising me and, like, setting up that tone that I didn't want to disappoint her that I lost sleep over putting a non-lit cigarette in my face. In my well, lip. Mom, I used to smoke, like, a pack and a half a day, so um, sorry. <laughs> Anyone who's made it to the end of this podcast is hearing a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I also have never smoked a cigarette a day in my life because my mom always said if she found out, she would make me eat an entire pack and I was terrified. Honestly, you guys, it's worth it. It is worth it. I just <laughs> want to <laughs> I will tell you this, and I don't know why. One of my favorite smells in the whole world is a first lit cigarette. Same. I don't know if it's the paper that's burning or what it is, but it's got to be first lit. Can't be an old nasty one. First lit cigarette. Mm. Marcus used to smoke when he was in the military, like many, many military men. And I would actually go sit on the front porch with him because he wasn't allowed to smoke in the house um, and actually sit and just smell his smoke. Is that stupid? People no. are going to be like, you're weird, Amanda. No, no I'm not right there with you. Not stale smoke. Like I don't dig that. It was that like fresh 
But I, man, our viewers have learned so much about us. They're reassessing their life situation <laughs> right now when no it comes to listening doubt. to us. No doubt I mean, about it. <laughs> I don't know if I have any. On that note, we should wrap <laughs> this up. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed right now. No. <laughs> Or unashamed. Could be either. Could be either. I'll let you take us out. <laughs> All right, kids. Um, don't smoke. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye.